Welcome to the Creatures Podcast. My name is Katie Williams and I guide women into unlocking the power of their inner creator with a feminine twist. Through my love affair with the universe, I discovered the spiritual power of fertility and I am deeply passionate about teaching women how to ignite their fertility in body and soul through harnessing their feminine energy. This podcast is designed to awaken the portals of your divine feminine to birth a life conceived by your inner wisdom and magic. Thank you for clicking play today. Let's begin. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Creatress Podcast. I just want to say I freaking love December. I don't love the cold weather, but I do love the holidays, and lately I've been making some cosmic cocoa. That is from Moon Juice. It's in a, it's, ah, tongue twister. It's an adaptogen hot cocoa, so it's great for your body, and I personally like the taste of it. It's kind of like a dark chocolate flavor, but I love dark chocolate, so that works for me. I recently put a new setup with a new desk and a new chair, and I got like four candles from Yankee Candle, and it's a vibe, and I love it. So getting into today's episode, I wanted to talk about why I don't necessarily resonate with the concept of being a high value woman. And the reason why I'm not crazy about this is because the term high value is made in comparison. If something is of high value, there is something that is also of low value. So it's on a scale and it's on a spectrum. Now, I want to start by saying that I 100% understand people using this concept to help others to better themselves, to help men feel motivated and have purpose and for women to have an open heart and to have a deep connection with their sacredness. But I've been seeing a lot of media out there where this concept is kind of being used in a highly condescending way. Now, I do want to say that as humans, we are biologically animals and naturally we will put ourselves on a on a scale with different types of measurements. But this concept of being high value is something that actually changes over time. So typically when a woman is asked the question of how she defines a high value man, and this is what I have seen a lot in the media today, she will list characteristics having to do with things like his job, his income, where he lives, what kind of car he drives, you name it. And at the core of all of these things, the woman is looking for stability and wanting a man to provide for her. And then when a man is typically asked to define a high-value woman, 
he will describe things like her morality, her quote-unquote goodness, and the state of her sexuality. And while all these things are completely valid to desire for one reason or another, these are all things that are subject to change over time. So let's start with a woman listing the characteristics of a man, such as his job or his income. Back in the 1950s, let's say, a man is working a job where he is making... Actually, let's Google this real quick. Let's Google the average income of the 1950s. Okay, so... Oh my god. Average income, $3,300 in 1950. Nowadays, that number and the number that a lot of women will say is $100,000. So again, of course, these numbers are representing that stability that women desire, but that that solid number is subject to change. In 20 years, that might not be 100,000. That might be 200,000. And then for a man describing to, or a man, yeah, what was I saying? A man describing how he defines a high-value woman like her morality and the state of her sexuality, these also can change over time as the morals of our society grow and evolve. So, for example, I've seen in a lot of media today where men will say, you know, I do prefer a woman a woman who hasn't had as many sexual partners. And that is 100% valid. Again, we all desire different things and they are valid. But in 100 years from now, that might not be that big of a deal. We could be in a different place in society where having multiple partners is normal maybe it's helping the state of the population. That goes into more like conspiracy theory, but just to give an example. Or a man will maybe say, I want a woman who dresses in modest clothing. Okay, fair. There's a certain level of respect to have in different places. But as humans... We didn't come here with clothes on. We came here fully nude. And there are some places in the world where it is normal to be nude. It is not disrespectful. It is just you being in the state being in the state of your body. So all these things are subject to change as our society grows and evolves. And the traits that are being used to describe a high value man or a high value woman 
are made into comparison are made in comparison as to what someone perceives as not desirable. And if we looked solely solely at individual preferences, we'd find a lot of confusion and self-doubt if we're using the scale of high and low value because we can be watching the things in the things in the media and implementing them. I'm sorry if you guys are hearing like a lot of lip smacking. I need to sip some water, hydrate myself. Um, I get so into recording these podcast episodes. But if we go off of what other people are saying is high and low value, we're only going to find confusion within ourselves. Because what makes a relationship work is not saying you are more than or you are less than. It's about balance and it's about compatibility. So according to what you desire in a partner, just you, not anyone else, what characteristics do you need to embody to provide balance and harmony within that relationship? It's a dance of the yin and the yang and a healthy polarity. So instead of putting attention towards this concept of high and low value, how do you want your relationship to look? How do you want to feel in your relationship? And how can you display those qualities and those actions in your day-to-day life right here, right now. So going back to, let's say a man wants a woman who doesn't have a lot of sexual partners and he is describing that woman as high value. Instead of worrying about being high or low value, saying to yourself, okay, I want to be in a committed relationship. What does that committed relationship look like to me? Maybe that committed relationship looks like me being monogamous, being with one person, and not having as many sexual partners. So instead of using these measures of job and income and morality and whatever it is as the baseline, it is much more effective when we go within ourselves and we really paint the picture for how we want our individual relationship to be. And then going for those things like the job and the income and the actions and the be- and the behaviors that will support that relationship. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode and I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave a 5-star review. If you want to keep up on all things the creatress be sure to join the Creatress Facebook group and to follow me on Instagram at Katie the Creatress. I will see you all in the next episode.